Would you like to know the formula for a Christmas carol while you're busy researching? Formula for a Christmas carol. Two farmyard animals, an alto line that alternates between a D and an E, attempt to cram Bethlehem or heaven into one syllable, references to cold weather, a star, hark, a something, uh, a thong, or a throng, sorry. (laughs) Uh, Oh boy. Uh, uh, Painfully high desiccant, and... Uh, an unexpected major chord. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, you know, to this day, after singing with the mixed chorus, I still cannot. Um, and I'm probably going to not sing this on D because, of course, I can't just spontaneously. I'm I'm not s- able to just spontaneously pick the correct tone necessarily right yeah. out of thin air. But yeah. uh, geez, and now the song is. Hang on a sec. Oh, come all ye faithful, I think is the one. The bass line is basically half D. Yeah, yeah. You know? It always comes back to the... So the, much so that at some point the bass section got a little bit sassy and just started singing, repeat, repeat, <laughs> the sound of D. <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Um, no one's listening to the basses anyways. At that no, point. that's right. That's right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. This is going to be, I don't know, some episode or other. We lost like a month there, so of course I'm completely off cadence now. I'm just like, yeah. I don't even know. The rhythm's gone. Yeah, I don't even know. I made the foolish error of telling us that we were doing so well. Yes, we were. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, yeah, well, you know. Uh, so it goes. Yeah. 73, episode 73. There we go. And this will probably like a be a good number. Yeah, it's a good number. It's a good number to end 2018 on. Mm. Not that there's any particular connection between the two, but you know what? It's mm. going to be the last episode of 2018 either way. So yeah. let's enjoy that fact. <laughs> um, and of course, you've got two of us Scouter Ken, Scouter Collins over there. Hello. And I thought we might, you know, we did recently the, uh, the Rovers 100 episode. Mm, yes we had that talk and that was good but you know i think we also want to uh i think to round out the year we might also want to talk about the other significant uh scout section anniversary okay that is happening this year because i am not (laughs) i'm not as far as i know this is a more specifically Canadian anniversary, right? Yes. We talked about Rovers 100, and that was really the global anniversary of the Rover movement. Right. Um, in this case, this is a more specifically Canadian anniversary, but it's been 50 years of venturer scouting in oh. Canada this year. Wow. Well, uh, a little history. Mm-hmm. So, venturer scouting uh, actually began in Australia. Oh. All the places. We gave the world Beaver Scouts. Australia gave the world Venture Scouts. Scouts. Okay. Fair enough. Um, also known as, it was formerly known as Senior Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Australia, it was actually first formed in uh, 1946. So, been around a lot longer than uh, than it has been here in Canada. Mm-hmm. But 
in Canada. Um, the history of Venture Scouts is, as with most things Scouts Canada does, it didn't happen all at once. Yeah. Um, the, the need for a program for older Scouts was actually first identified in about 1963. And then the National Scout Council of Scouts Canada um, did like three years of research. Mm-hmm. And then um, started putting together like venture scouting on a trial basis. And in 1968, the council officially approved the venture program um, as, you know, the fourth section in Scouts Canada. Mm. So. Well, that's cool. Yes. I liked Ventures. Ventures wow. was good. Ventures is mm. really good. It also, um, just to kind of complete the circle, venturing, as I think we kind of mentioned before, uh, went co-ed in... I mean, all of Scouts Canada became co-ed 21 years ago, 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But venturing has been co-ed since 1984. Right. It's part of that. Again, Scouts Canada being gradual about things, yeah. slowly phasing in co-ed from the oldest section on down. Yeah, that's right. But uh, 70s, venturing in the 80s. Yeah. So, but yeah, venturers was good. Venturers was really good. And... I think half of it had to do with the leadership, though, too. You know, allowing... Allowing the youth to strike out on their own and mm. and literally swing and miss. Yes, <laughs> a lot of miss, a lot of miss. But I mean, you know, and shout out Ian because you know, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better venture advisor. You really mm-hmm. couldn't. Um, but too, like I think, you know, we talk a great deal under the Canadian path about youth led. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was, that was the venturing model. Yeah. The venturing, is it venturing ven- or venturing? I, I think, I think we had this discussion with Ian once because mm. <laughs> we were trying to, venturers. <laughs> it just gets cumbersome after yeah, a while. It's like hippopotamuses in the, I want a hippopotamuses song. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but an important point to clarify, it's not venture scouts, it's venturer scouts, you know, venturer. you are, you are, ven- but I uh, probably venturing, you know, because yeah. it's kind of, I think yeah. that would probably be how Ad- that adventuring. Yes. Yes. Some derivative therein. Yes. <laughs> Who needs Latin? English is plenty complicated <laughs> enough when it comes time to conjugate your, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was, so this is for young men and women aged. 15 to 17 years, right? Mm-hmm. So you finish up in scouts, where do you go? Mm-hmm. You go to venturers. Mm-hmm. And like that was always, that well, was so always youth led. I was, yeah, I was going to say it was youth led for, in our, in our group before being youth led was kind of the, the thing, right? Yeah, like, not, not to sound all hipster or whatever, but. Yeah, we were doing that before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. But cause that was the model, right? Like, you know, I mean. It really was, you know, designed to, what, what is, I mean, the motto was challenge. And that mm. was really, you know, <clears throat> that was a, that's like the perfect motto for what venturer scouting is, because it really was meant to, you know, challenge you, to mm-hmm. take everything that you had hoped, to take all the skills you'd hopefully honed in scouts yep. and take apply it. them. But, you know, you're... <clears throat> You're, you're, you've you, got much less of a net. <laughs> right. You want to go climb that mountain? Go climb that mountain. Yeah. That's that's your choice. Yeah. Figure out how to organize that. Yeah. Get the budget. Yeah. If if you don't get have the skill the set, get the skill set, you know, yeah. that kind of thing, right? If you want to go backcountry camping, go do it. Mm-hmm. But it was more than just that, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was that too, right? It was, you know, yeah, if, okay, if you want to do that, great, good. But, figure out how to go do it. Yeah. But that figure out how to go do it didn't just include, you know, 
figuring out what gear you needed and figuring out what skill sets you needed when you were actually on the ground trying to get up the mountain. Yeah. Uh, but then also the logistical side, right? It was about getting there. The money, and, uh, the transportation, yeah. the food, the, 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 the other things that you're not yeah. usually aware of when you're a scout. Exactly. Things that come into play. Exactly. And I mean, you know, it, all of the, all of the planning, all of the leadership mm-hmm. falls on you as a venture scout. The, the advisor is there, but the advisor is not there to solve the problem that you've set for yourself. The advisor is there to, you know, the advisor is there maybe to kind of help you Shall figure out the direction that the solution is in. Shall we say advise? Yes, to advise <laughs> or to point and laugh sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's not there to be just like, okay, you need to do this and you yeah. need to do this and you yeah, need to do this. It's very much more of, okay, well, what do you, th- you know, yeah. <laughs> what else do you think you need in order to get to the mountain? <laughs> Potential gentle mm-hmm. nudges of, you know this is probably the direction you want to go or ask the question that makes you think about that, mm-hmm. that one thing that you've been forgetting or yeah. whatever. To right? shape your thinking rather than tell you the answer yeah, or exactly. do all the heavy lifting himself. Right. And I mean, like I remember venture, well, okay. I mean, we were just ridiculous as venturers and it's probably, mm-hmm. you know, great that Graham is coming back soon because I think, especially because, you know, he had such a political mindset anyways, but just the, Cause we did, right? Like in ventures, you know, we kind of had to organize ourselves as a, uh, as a cabinet almost. We had to develop a little internal constitution and manage our finances and vote on things and and business meetings and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you learn about Robert's rules of order. Yep. Such that they were for a venture company. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't like we were. As much as they were applicable to a room full of teenage boys. Yeah. But, you know, but I, but it was great because like, it was just this like nonstop challenge. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we got up to some pretty fun stuff, even if it was just trips out to the den, like, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out how to make those work, making them work, um, <laughs> overbuying on food as we often did. Yeah. Um, not bringing enough water as we often did. <laughs> also a problem. Um, or like the one time Graham showed up at the den with like lamb chops just like, well, we've got a barbecue. We can grill them. What do we have to put on them? Nothing. We have literally no seasonings. Okay. Well, I hope you just guys like the taste of lamb qua lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Learning experience. <laughs> but, you know, like, I yeah. mean, but you get out and you get to make these mistakes. and. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything major planned in uh, Canada to celebrate this milestone? Well, I, or was it just know. kind I've, of a... I've started to see crests again. Started okay. to see crests. Um, I really actually haven't talked to our venture company to see if they're doing anything in particular. And I really should mm-hmm. maybe do a little bit of follow-up with them. Um, well, I'm of, just wondering if like council or national has kind of set anything in motion for for to celebrate just let me have a quick uh, look here i mean they'll yeah like you said likely there'll be a crest or something to commemorate it but you know is there is there some sort of gathering or are they just kind of letting it go as just a uh, a year where something or where the 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 idea was formulated and the first well, I venturing know, companies were established. I know they're rolling out a venturer handbook. That's kind of a thing. Um, 
I thought there was one that existed. Well, there was a Rover Scout handbook, but I think they're now rolling. There was a Rover Scout handbook app, and I think they're rolling out one for the Vince now too. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of quickly looking at my email, and I'm not seeing a ton of stuff here. So yeah, I haven't heard too much um, about like stuff that's being done specifically to celebrate it. I know oh, okay. Scouts Canada is, of course, like uh, actually just recently they were you know on their Twitter account was remarking on the 50th anniversary of Venture Scouts in Canada. Okay. Um, and inviting them to, you know, use the, uh, there's a, there's a, if you go to scouts.ca slash scouting life slash adventures, mm-hmm. there's like an opportunity to, you know, share your adventure, tell Scouts Canada about right all the cool stuff you've gotten up to within scouting. But, uh, but I haven't heard of too many, like, you know, really official celebration. And I mean, yeah. even like some of the Rovers 100 stuff, like that's happening more on a global level, right? Right. So at the end of the day, you know what? Mm-hmm. Venture companies can kind of take the opportunity to celebrate for themselves, I think. And that would almost be more fitting in yeah. some ways. I mean, I know like there have been crests and stuff put together. I've seen some mock-ups and, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, it kind of almost seems more fitting to let the vents celebrate in their own way the fact that it's been 50 years of this now Mm -hmm. um that said couldn't hurt you know well you gotta well i was gonna say 50 years Mm -hmm. is that how long uh our group's been around i know coincidence right right? yeah Yeah. just thinking that i'm like it's a big celebration isn't there there another landmark here (laughs) for us or something as well 1968 it was a good year yeah um so anyways for those unfamiliar and and it's it's really worth, I think, kind of diving into what Venturer Scouting is in Canada as opposed to what it is in, because it's a little bit different in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the other, um, I think a lot of the other scouting organizations kind of just generally follow the 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 model that we do, which really kind of derives from the Australian model, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, if you look at the Australian model, um, their age range is 14 to 18 years old. Right. Um, again, you know, it's kind of designed around flexibility, stronger outdoor flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, they can earn the Queen's Scout Award. That's their highest award. Queen's Venturer Award is what mm-hmm. we call ours. Um, yeah. You know, the uh, Venture Scouting is also in Brazil. Very strong in Brazil. Again, mm-hmm. for people 15 to 17 years old. Um, obviously Scouts Canada, Scouting Ireland, it's 15 to 18, Japan, it's 14 to 19, Malta, 14 to 18, Singapore, 15 to 18. The Venture Scout program was in the UK, but it's been replaced by their Explorer Scout program. And then more recently, the Scout Network, we kind of talked about that in a previous episode, I think actually with Rovers 100 as well. Right. And then of course there's, um, venturing in BSA, which is a little different. I mean, actually venturing in BSA arguably is actually kind of similar. Like in, in a lot of ways it does have a lot of overlap with venturing in other parts of the world. It dates back a little bit further though. Their senior scout program started back in the Mm thirties for boys 15 and older. Um, and their senior scout programs also included sea scouts, air scouts, explorer scouts. They had rover scouts back then and a few others. And then in 49, their senior scout division became the explorers. Sea scouts became sea explorers. Air scouts became air explorers. And explorer scouts simply explorers. Um, Explorers kind of dropped in 59, 1959. Air explorers was eliminated in 64. 
C Explorer had a bunch of program changes made. And then Venture, well, the it was then kind of called Explorers back in about 1969 was where BSA started to allow young women to join ages mm-hmm. 14 to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the exploring program was sort of reorganized and split into two program categories in 1998. Um, anything that was career oriented was moved uh, to the exploring program while the rest, so the more outdoor oriented stuff became the new venturing program. Sea exploring was renamed back to sea scouting and placed under venturing. And then as of 2016 is its own separate division again. So it's a lot of jumping around there. Um, Mm -hmm. But their venturers are organized into crews sponsored by community organizations. Um, The crew committee is a group of adults, kind of follows the standard, you know, committee Mm -hmm. model that the rest of BSA does. Right. Um, Right. So, you know, I mean, there's more overlap between like how, like if you compare how BSA organizes a scout troop versus how Scouts Canada organizes a scout troop, there's a fair bit of difference there. There's more similarities at the venturing level. In Canada... Um, again, program focuses on men and women, young men and women, age 15 to 17. Right. The emphasis is mainly on, you know, fun, <laughs> um, but also, you know, sort of encouraging, just really like encouraging that sort of positive development. You want the people, you want people to come out of the venturing program feeling a lot, feeling good about themselves. Yeah. You know, about. More their, confident. More about, confident. Yeah. Um, but also like, you know, to foster relationship with friends and family, yeah. God and the environment, um, gain leadership skills, gain all self-confidence. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, show that they can care and live according to personal values and religious beliefs, develop the use of skills, communicating, solving problems, making decisions, yeah. um, exploring vocational opportunities. We've talked about that a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, participate in social, cultural activities. Um and of course, you know, be aware of and respond to the needs of the community and the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, you know, we have talked about the vocational aspect. Of course, we have the med vents. Yes. Eric's been on to talk about that in the past. Yep. Um, and, you know, several of our 59th venturers are also med vents, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like also we really started in venturers to get... Well, gosh, I still have my, <laughs> I still have my, I helped build the Greenfield Playground t-shirt. Yeah. No, Even I, though the playground that we helped build doesn't exist anymore. They no. tore that one down and built a new one because yeah, I guess that's, that's right. what you do. But well, uh, they only last so long before they have to be upgraded and updated. And I guess. Safety and blah, blah. Yeah. Greenfield though seems to do it a lot more often than some communities. Well, I mean, you head out into some rural communities and they still have the metal, uh, all the metal stuff, you oh, know. Not even that. You go to Lansdowne and they've still got like one of those old, like the wooden ones, right? Like, oh yeah. Still? Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of others that I've encountered too over by the, um, over by Westmount. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I, I guess, thought the city was up, like, uh, I thought the city was actually active in, in getting those replaced. Yes. But there's a few community leagues that like have them and defend them to the oh, teeth. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> And I mean, they're cool, right? Because they kind of look, you know, especially the ones that are like, you know, they kind of have a sort of a castle or a fort mm. look to them. They're yeah. fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a playground is, in one sense, a playground and kids are going to have fun on it pretty much regardless. But still, like it, that classic style is, is nice yeah. to encounter when you can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anyways, like, you know, we did stuff like that in Ventures, mm-hmm. right? And that was when we started to get involved with 100 plus yeah. and help out with running camps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we we weren't actually actively running camps, but we were certainly running events within the camp. Exactly. And they weren't 
and by running i mean i don't mean that they were uh they were giving us the outline of the event that we had to run they were like come up with an event and yeah, run it. like we were designing stuff a lot of the time yeah exactly so here's um, the theme of the camp mm-hmm. make an activity that utilizes this skill set and uh and do whatever it is you need to do. Mm-hmm. And to carry that out, you know, you mm-hmm. as the Venture Scout wind up actually, well, using a heck of a lot of your own skill set because not only do you have to show up with an idea in mind and then mm-hmm. set up that idea mm-hmm. so that other people can engage with it safely. Mm-hmm. Um, the less said about Spring Thaw, the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, that rolling log was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, at least the branding <laughs> iron worked out. Yes. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> and the rope making. Yes. Um, but you also have to show up to these. Let's say event. nothing of that bog event in a hundred plus. Oh goodness. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, you still have to show up. You have to have the idea. You have to be able to carry out the idea, put it all together. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that means you're building, um, like an obstacle course or, you know, like yes. doing whatever you need to do to set up the event. Um, but then of course you also have to get yourself to camp. Yep. Feed yourself at camp. Yeah. <laughs> House yourself at camp. All of the logistics uh, that go along with so it. So you're literally, yeah. you know, you're planning your own camp plus the event that you're running for other people at the same camp. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, again, it's that emphasis on challenge, right? And you really have to utilize a goodly number of skills to do it successfully. That said, I think as venturers, we did it pretty successfully. I mean, we'll have to have Ian on to to actually tell us if we've done if we did it successfully. Oh, well, I mean, we made it through the other side, so I would say yes, yes success. Well, but I mean, like you know, like my and granted, like my barometer for success is probably different than others. But like, I look back and I have a lot of fond memories caught up with it. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, Even working the bottle drives for yeah. for all that that's sorting worth. in the rain. Yeah, you know. It built character. You know, it was its own. And I have a lot of character. (laughs) (laughs) It was its own kind of fun after a certain point, for sure. Yes. Um, And I mean, like, I just think of, like, you know, various camps where I'd be working the kitchen Mm -hmm. and just all the different crazy stuff we got up to cooking, Mm -hmm. cakes and the like. Yeah. It was was good. And again, like, you know, spring thaw, I mentioned there that one year, right? Because, you know we baked the cake and it was like cream cheese icing and we're literally just like offering it to everybody who's walking by hey you want a slice of cake (laughs) but um, it was good now one thing that's worth commenting on is the fact that and we've this kind of also harkens back to the rovers episode too Mm. because you know with the rovers with the rover program as we experienced it Mm. we had our own structure that was kind of handed down to us that we followed. But Scouts Canada didn't put any, you know, at the time, Scouts Canada didn't have, you know, as clearly defined a structure for the rovering program. Right. In Canada. No, that's true. As they do now. And it's kind of the same for venturers too. Um, You know, the venturer scouting program, as we experienced it, was largely ours to just invent. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the Queen's Venture Award, and that had set requirements. Or Duke of Edinburgh. Or you could get your D of E. Yeah. Um, well, you can get your D of E if you're not in scouting too, so, you know. True, but, but it know. was one of those, there were two things you could yes. kind of aim towards. Right. Um, but apart from that, like, they didn't impose a great deal of structure on mm-hmm. the venturing program. Mm-hmm. And now there's 
a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? Like again, they've put, but even then, like, you know, I remember looking at the, the booklet, um, looking through the scouters handbook at the venture scouting section mm-hmm. and it's more sparse than the rover scouting section. Um, you know, there, there's stuff that they discuss in the rover scouting section, like, you know, some of the ceremonies and whatnot that just, they don't really put in there for the venture scouts. So it's still largely left up to the youth to kind of come up with for themselves, but they have put a bit of a structure in place around it. The program's divided into four main elephant, uh, elephants, yes. elements. There <laughs> yes. are four elephants, elephants. because apparently... <laughs> <laughs> the venturing program in Canada is requires elephants. Is uh, is uh, is a Terry Pratchett novel, uh. and anyways, um, no, the four elements of the program: leadership, company organization, lifestyle and spiritual, and then activity. And under activity, there's stuff like exploration, personal fitness, personal interest, service, mm-hmm. social, cultural, spiritual, and again, vocational. Mm-hmm. Um. The Venture Program, of course, three years long. The hope is that teenagers will achieve in all four of the elements during their stint in the program and realize its broad goals. Mm-hmm. The hope, again, is that, you know, that uh, companies, venture companies, will engage in a wide variety of activities based on personal and group interest um, <clears throat> with an emphasis on outdoor and environment and then citizenship and community service. And again, you know, like, fostering those opportunities for the youth to take leadership, fostering personal development, and hopefully starting to point people towards career. Mm -hmm. Things that interest them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, heavy, heavy emphasis on the outdoors Mm -hmm. in in most of the program materials that Scouts Canada puts out Mm -hmm. for venturers. You know, those weekend trips, the extended hikes, the no trace camping, even sports to a degree. Right. And I mean, like we did a lot of that as venturers too, you know, whether it was Burtonsville or further, (laughs) um, the, there are a few more badges that are, um, available to venturers now, Mm -hmm. uh, notably the, well, I think, I mean, the Amory award is there, um, and this is given annually to the venture company, which displays the most initiative in conceiving, planning and executing an outdoor adventure activity. So the rules actually for the Amory Award are, (laughs) some of these are pretty great actually. Um, Activities have to take place before October 31st of the award year. Okay. And then logs of the event actually have to be mailed in um, no later than that date. They have to be postmarked no later than that date. Okay. So if they arrive after October 31st, it's fine. They got to be in the mail before then. Right. Um, Persons 18 years of age and older may not take part in the planning, preparing, or executing of the activity although they may be consulted and they may accompany the team during its activity only when the law demands as an instructor or supervisor, if a particular skill is required for the activity or when safety demands it. And in such cases, these persons must limit their participation to their specific function. Hmm. So if you need a licensed pilot, for example, (laughs) yes, duration the adventure must be a minimum of four days um and at least 84 hours must be consecutive 84 hours Mm -hmm. not a small amount of time yes (laughs) um an illustrated logbook prepared by the participants unaided by adults Mm -hmm. must be submitted the log will 
uh, be of course sure to state the company number and the name, the name of the advisor and the address, name, age, and address of each. Yes. The advisor's name and address, and then the name, age, and address of each venture. Um, it will in course detail the purpose of the activity, how and why the activity was chosen. It will incorporate details of the planning and preparation, including roles played by each participant. And of course, provide a day-to-day account of whatever adventure you got up to. And this daily account should give a description of the route, reports on type of country, terrain, bush, waterways, hiking trails, flowers observed, birds and animal life, etc. Features of historical interest, monuments, battlefields, ruins, historical routes, any human life encountered, industrial and agricultural development observed, local crafts, and of course, be illustrated with photographs, sketches, maps, leaf specimens, etc. Hmm. Um, and again, you know, while I, I, again, the adventure log itself should be unassisted by adults, but the venture scouts can, you know, go to an adult beforehand and be just like, mm-hmm. how do I keep a log? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are some things I can do to keep a good adventure right. log? You can ask. <laughs> yeah, you can ask for help, but the actual, the actual event has to be done. <clears throat> yes. Um, so, and then of course, entry logs have to either have to be mailed to Scouts Canada's headquarters in Ottawa, or now uh-huh. they will accept PDF versions as well. Ah, well, that makes it so, a little easier. Yep. And then the judging is carried out. Uh, judges are appointed by the National Commissioner. Their decision is final. They basically just look at the logs that are submitted and yep. assess the activities. And Now, the AMRI Award's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it was first awarded in 1965 to the Fifth Burnaby Venturer Company. Mm. And the most recent winners were the uh, 123rd Ottawa. And what did they do? It doesn't say. Oh. I just have a list. Well. Wiki.scouts.ca. Maybe maybe they're listening and can tell us what they did. Yes. If anybody was with the Amory Award-winning venture company of the 123rd <laughs> Ottawa uh, in 2017, let us know what you did. Yeah. Be uh, genuinely curious to hear that. Let's see course we mentioned the queen's venture award mm-hmm. and the requirements for that have of course been brought in line this was actually i mean this is an old award it was introduced in I, 1909 as the I king's was, scout right i was gonna say i'm sure it was the the yep. king's scout before it was the queen's venture yep um it is presented by the governor general mm-hmm. and the requirements have changed do they, <laughs> give you, do they give you the differences or do they just give you what they what they are right now well, hang on a minute. Okay. Because so, I am kind of um, curious as to where that. Well, just a, a minute here. Um, Not that I was up for my Queen's Venture think, Award. Is this just... is this what I need? No. Uh, or is this what I need here? Let me just have a quick look. Prior, so in 1998, the requirements were that you had to, A, hold the Venture Award or demonstrate equivalent skills and knowledge. Okay. Um, and the Venture Award, just so we know, was was presented to a venturer upon the decision of the venture company executive and the advisor, having satisfied themselves that the venturer has earned six activity awards, has taken an improved course of leadership training, um, such as the Scouter and Training course, and has successfully acted as a member of the executive of the company mm-hmm. for one term, or as a project chairman for at least one event. So okay. there were activity badges for ventures in 98? I guess. Mm. Unless that was like something carried over from scouts. I going to say. I don't think show, we did that. I don't, I don't, our, our venture company mm. did not do no. activity badges. But at any rate, you had to hold the venture award or mm-hmm. demonstrate equivalent skills and knowledge. Yep. And then 
Of course, you had to be a currently registered member of Scouts Canada. Right. Member in good standing. Mm-hmm. Hold a current St. John's Ambulance or Canadian Red Cross Standard First Aid cert. Mm, stands to reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hold the World Conservation Award. That would have been something you would have got yeah. in Scouts? Or did they have a... No, that well, I mean, you could earn it through scouting, but it's also, it's like the D of E, right? You can get it separate from scouting, but you can also earn it through scouting. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, hold an award for a service skill. So like bronze medallion, YMCA lifesaving, Canadian ski patrol, etc. Knitting. I don't think that's on the list. Uh, should be. Crochet. Um, equivalent alternatives. Basket weaving. Youth camp counselor. <laughs> staff member at a camp for children, handicapped children. Having qualifications to operate a children's traffic safety program or program of alcohol and drug education. Um, Complete a minimum of 50 hours of community service of your choice for which you receive no monetary award. Act as an activity leader or scouter in training at no less than eight meetings or activities of a beaver colony, cub pack, or scout troop. And in the absence of these in your area, uh, a boys or girls club, 4-H club, YM or YWCA or similar youth club or organization. Uh 12 hours of service at a beaver cub or scout camp can also be substituted for this. Uh-huh. And then demonstrate leadership in a peer environment by being involved with a decision-making body, youth forums, student council, etc. So those were the 1998 requirements. <clears throat> it's funny because I probably met those requirements. I just never submitted for the award. <laughs> mm-hmm. 1999, they got overhauled. So oh. in 1999, you had to hold the Venture Award or demonstrate equivalent skills and knowledge. Uh-huh. Still had to have your St. John Ambulance or Canadian Red Cross Standard First Aid. Still had to have the World Conservation Award. Oh, wait, here's a link. What are the requirements for the World Conservation Award? Uh, this badge was phased out in June 2011. You can't uh, earn it. Although now there's the World Scout Environmental Award replacing it. Right. Mm. Okay. But uh, at any rate, you had to earn that one. That was the one with the panda. Right. No, I. it had like the, yeah. Yeah. Um, be currently certified in a service skill. So again, like bronze medallion, even lifeguard or something, ski patrol. All right. <coughs> or youth camp counselor, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 50 hours of community service, still a thing. Still had to be the activity leader or scouter in training at eight meetings or activities for colony pack or troop, mm-hmm. or again, you know, uh, an applicable substitute boys and girls club leadership in a peer environment. So all those requirements stay the same. They actually just added another requirement. Um, demonstrate your commitment to the venture promise by A, earning the blue stage religion in life, or B, completing a recognized course in world religions, or C, other active, de- active demonstrations of your continuing spiritual development to the satisfaction of the company and advisor. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Right. So this brings us to the Canadian path. Okay. Under the Canadian path to be eligible for the Queen's Venture Award, you must complete the following requirements to the satisfaction of your company. One, demonstrate that you have developed in your personal progression on your solo climb. So the solo climb is kind of the guiding right. framework for Venture Scouts right. now. Yeah. Um, there are some little crests that go along with it that kind of form the shape of a mountain. Mm. Um, demonstrate that you have completed 24 stages of outdoor adventure skills. Okay. Which is kind of interesting so because... That's a, that's the, the... It's not 24 unique to the venturing program. That's 24 overall, right? Well, that's because the outdoor adventure skills follow you throughout scouting, right? right? Like that's... my beavers are earning outdoor adventure skills. Right. At level one and two, right? Right. And the thing about this requirement is that it kind of... And the, the manual, the, the Venture Scout Handbook actually puts this right out there. It's like this lets you go broad or go deep, right? You can... 
you know, sort of do a moderate level of skills development across a bunch of the OAS. Right. Right. 24, you can get to level four and six different badges. Yep. Or you can like tunnel down and go to like level eight and three of them. Right. Right. There's only nine levels. So, um, you can either, you know, taking part. So you you have the choice basically, you know, between engaging in a variety, you know, a a wide diversity of outdoor activities or like going for like the really hardcore adventures along very specific paths. Right. Um, still got to do the 50 volunteer service hours. That's still there. (laughs) I'm glad to see that hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. And then you have to complete a project, the Queen's Venture Award project. Okay. Um, this would be, and I mean, like I talked about this, I'm pretty sure in a previous podcast, this would roughly be equivalent to like an Eagle Scout project. Right. Okay. In its scope and scale. I think we did talk about that. Yeah. Um, with the approval of the company leadership team, you have to complete a challenging project that matters to you and that'll benefit the community, local, national, or international using the plan to review framework. Mm. Interesting. What's dropped. You don't have to have a first aid cert. Huh? You don't have to have, um, interesting that you don't have to, you know, have one of those, uh, what's the term they use here? Uh, service skill, right? Bronze medallion, life-saving ski patrol, etc. Okay. Yeah. Although that said, you know, if you had those and you were engaged with those in such a way that you were not being financially compensated for, there's a heck of a way to accrue service hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, or develop your outdoor adventure skills, for that matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting what's stayed and what's dropped. You know, um, even I mean, some of it's still there, but more implicit, right? Like, yeah. you could maybe argue that adventurer scout having to demonstrate his or her personal progression along the solo climb would necessarily have to have demonstrated leadership either as an activity leader for a younger mm-hmm. section or, you know, in a yeah. same age peer environment or both. Right. right. Um, but that's no longer a firm requirement and it's now, you know, sort of up to yes. the venture scout in conversation with his yeah. or her company to agree upon like what kind of, satisfies that. Yeah. I was going to say, but you're, you're doing that anyways to satisfy other requirements within the program. So you could well be. So yeah. it's kind of, so, a, it's, it's almost like it's implied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but it, it is. doesn't outright say it. No. So interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting what's dropped. It's interesting what's stayed. But, yeah. uh, but then again too, like this brings the QV in line with all the other top section awards, right? Which all follow this same basic structure. You know, you have to demonstrate your personal progression adequate to, you know, the goals of that section, whatever it is. And and it has to be reviewed by the section leadership. Yeah, the section leadership. leadership. Um, In this case, it's the venture, it's not the venture leadership that makes that decision, though. It's the, it's the company that makes that decision, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Going more so back to the youth-led Exactly. Side of things, right? So um, it's not just your leaders that are calling the shots. Exactly. It's not just your advisor who's going to yeah, torpedo yeah. all your plans. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, but, you know, that personal progression, development, mm-hmm. um, review, some number of outdoor adventure skills stages. Yep. Because that's the main progression mechanic for badges at any rate. Mm-hmm. Um, the volunteer hours, even the beavers have to do volunteer hours, although only like five. 
Um, and then of course a project, right? Right. So that's the framework for all of the top section awards now. Right. Um, but yes, there it is. <sighs> I do remember venturing pretty darn fondly. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, it, I guess it's worth to just, you know, kind of to quickly wrap up um, or to start wrapping up is, you know, we do, Venturers are still organized as a company and the structure of the company will kind of have that executive committee structure. Yeah. It's still recommended that there be a president, a vice president, secretary, treasurer, quartermaster. Mm-hmm. What they've kind of grafted on with Canadian Path is the idea of expedition teams. So basically each adventure is overseen by the expedition team. Okay. And please explain. Well, the expedition team is comprised of all the members that are planning, attending or working towards some camp or other activity. And there can be one or more expedition leaders on each expedition team, but it's basically the team is formed ad hoc each time it's a new activity. Okay. And then, of course, disbanded once the activity is complete. And the idea is that you kind of, in addition to, you know, the executive committee, which kind of oversees the overall company, mm-hmm. the expedition teams that plan and execute adventures, the makeup and leadership of those teams should change over time. Right? Oh, okay. It might yeah. always be the same people going on the adventures, but there should be different expedition leaders each time. Okay. Right? So it's kind of, there's there's a bit of a separation now between company management or like the company leadership and then event planning and leadership. Mm. Right. It's still the venture scouts doing all of that, but you know, whereas you might elect your executive, your president, VP, secretary, treasurer, and QM for Mm. one year, Mm -hmm. you might have different expedition leaders each time you want to go on a camp. Mm. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the new thing that Canadian path has introduced. Mm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Um, just quickly recapping, there's uh, other badges. There's the Canadian Trails Award. <laughs> uh, hike no less than 120 kilometers on a historic or backwoods trail. I wonder what... five days to complete that trip. wonder what defines a historic or backwoods mm-hmm. trail. Oh, I imagine there's something. Um, you have to do two of the three of these, Okay. So one is hike no less than 120 kilometers on a historic or backwards trail. I'm thinking like the West Coast Trail would be an example here. Yeah. Um, Skyline Trail or... Yep. Um, cycle... So that's one mm-hmm. possible requirement. The second, cycle to and visit a point of historical interest, at mm-hmm. least 160 kilometers round trip. Or canoe to and visit a point of historical interest, 60 kilometers round trip. Mm. Camping overnight and carrying all equipment with you as you go. Mm. I think we would have done that uh, trip to Grey Owl's Cabin. Yeah, yeah. I think that hike would have... Uh, that would have counted. Con- constitute. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the third, complete a total of at least 36 hours of hiking, snowshoeing, or skiing in winter snow conditions, camping overnight and practicing winter survival skills. Mm. With, again, all equipment and rations carried or sledded. No mm. snowmobiles. So, uh, apparently... So yes, this award, the Canadian Trails Award, is given for participation in these outdoor adventures. It's granted to members on the decision of the advisor. In a group setting, members must participate in at least two of the three required activities. Hmm. And the activities have to be completed within a 12-month period. Cool. Yes. Um, Obviously, Religion and Life Award's still around. Spirituality Award has been introduced as well. Yeah. And, I mean, you can still get your link badges. 
or as you mentioned, there's also the D of E, mm-hmm. Duke of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So the major badges for adventurers to earn. But now, of course, adventurers also have the OAS badges, which, you know, everybody in Scouts, well, every youth member in Scouts Canada earns, technically. Mm-hmm. So adventurers, 50 years in Canada. Hooray! Hooray! All right. There, we celebrated. Yes. <laughs> See, it seemed a good note to go out on yeah, for, for no, 2018. Yeah, I, th- I think so. All right. Well, well fine decision. Any shout outs? Mm, nope. Don't think so. All right. Well, then, as always, big thank you to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting our episodes to their mm-hmm. worldwide scouting audience. Um, if you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, oh, I did have a thing I wanted to tell you. Oh. <clears throat> Back um, the train up. And this is, well, it, it, it's actually relevant to what I'm about to say. If you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, mm-hmm. consider subscribing. Yes. Um, because, learn this. So you remember when we had that meteoric rise up oh. the, up the oh, charts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when we were like, we beat out Bernie Sanders' mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Um, so I had been noticing, it's funny because like one of the other podcasts I listened to, it's called Darknet Diaries. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's basically about like... <laughs> hacking and cybercrime and okay. interesting yeah. stories yeah. from the dark side of the internet if you is kind of mm-hmm. how the guy bills it the guy who does it bills it mm-hmm. um and he noticed something that i'd been noticing too which is that on linkedin whenever i posted a podcast episode mm-hmm. i'd get a bunch of people all from bangladesh mm-hmm. offering to promote my podcast oh, okay and like guarantee me like you know top 10 spots and whatever else i'm just like okay. what is this stuff Right. Um, I didn't really think anything of it. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay any attention to it. But he noticed it. And of course, because he's kind of does this investigative journalist thing. Yeah. He looked into it. Okay. And apparently the major influence, there's a little bit more going on behind the scenes than just this, but the mm-hmm. single most important factor for rocketing you up the iTunes charts mm-hmm. is the number of new subscribers. Ah. So we must have had just a ton of people subscribing to the podcast that week when we were rocketing up the charts, Um, which great. I mean, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And if you are currently listening to us on a streaming service Mm -hmm. and you know, you're not an active subscriber to the podcast, please do consider subscribing to the podcast. Tell your friends, see if they want to subscribe to the podcast because evidently that more than anything else is what moves the needle on the iTunes charts. Reviews though are good for, um, um, for like having the podcast show up in search results. Mm. So if you want to leave us a review, you can also then help people who are looking for scouting related content find us that way. And otherwise, of course, you're always welcome to reach out and get in touch with the podcast. How does one do that, Scouter? Well, of course, there's the email address, scoutingstuffpodcast at Mm gmail.com. can hit us up on facebook facebook.com slash scouting stuff podcast twitter.com slash ssysk podcast instagram.com slash scouting stuff podcast or you can go to scouting stuff podcast.com and uh there at of course you can also leave us a voice message if you i want. was gonna say you pop out the sidebar there'll be a little link there same or, with facebook i think right you it's can, the same widget yeah, yeah. But there's a voice message link on facebook as well mm-hmm. but either way you can leave like 60 seconds of audio for us um and of course we'd love to hear from you yes by any of those means. And of course, again, you can leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, mm-hmm. um, and that helps add to the visibility of the podcast in its own way. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess thanks for listening for another year. Yeah. Till uh, 2019. Till 2019. We'll take a little break for the holidays. I yeah. might see if I can keep the Scouting Fives going. Maybe rattle off another Scouting Five or We'll or see. So. We'll see. I think if you do one, you know. 
know, consider that a, mm. a win. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> I usually pull these articles together on like Sunday night, Monday morning. Yeah. And, uh, that's Christmas next week. So <laughs> I'm going to be doing other stuff, yeah. but if I can get, yeah. I might, I might skip a week. I might yeah, not. We'll I see. Thought, I think you deserve it. Mm. But at any rate, thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy new year. And until 2019, be prepared. <laughs>